Welcome back to the Common Sense Wellness Podcast. My name is Timothy Crumley, and we are going to resume uh, part two of our two-part series uh, from last episode. Uh, but first, here is a little bit about our group. The Common Sense Wellness Group is a group of providers, social workers, mental health counselors, and nurse practitioners uh, serving clients within New York State. Uh, we work primarily through telehealth and have since uh, 2018, uh, but we also do provide uh, in-person services in the capital region of New York. Uh, if you have uh, further uh, questions or you want to uh, explore our services further, uh, you can find us at www.commonsensemh.com or you can reach out to us at intake at commonsensemh.com. And I think, so So two things I'll add to this. And I think this, um, again, I think this is in part a, a product of not understanding what we're talking about here, right? In terms of, again, scientific method and, and or aspects of it, or maybe understanding some of it, but not, you know, a lot of it, whatever. Um, there are a couple of unfortunate, um, I think, fallacies, and I don't have terms for these fallacies. Again, and just a side note too, like when you hear like, or when people who are listening to this um, hear us make disclaimers. I know for me personally, some of my disclaimers have to do with me thinking, wait, I don't have any research to back that up and what I'm saying. So yes. I'll, I'll make a disclaimer to say that. And I'll say, yes. I don't have research to base this on, but my, what I've seen. So now I'm, I'm saying to you, Hey, you know, you know, um, uh, you know, this uh, asterisk. Scientifically founded. This is, um, uh, personal experience or personal experience or self-observation personal observation mm-hmm. yes exactly yeah exactly so like so and i'm saying that with what i'm about to say here so a couple of fallacies that i've just observed is that people will look at the scientific method and in the ways in which you just described them where either they're confirming something that's already confirmed or they confirm something and then realize that you know again studies down the road challenge that or find confounding variables or whatever and when it's the former, when it's confirming something further, it's, oh, we'll see. It's all part of the same, you know, it's all the same, same people. And they just, they're just pushing their agenda, right? Of course, or of course, the medical community is going to support the vaccine. Of course, because they're making money off of it. And you're sitting there like, well, well how's this money flowing? Like, well, granted, yes, doctors can... Um, profit from, from from pharmaceutical companies. There are really messed up ways in which that can happen. Totally. How's that happening with the vaccine right now? Like how, like where and how is that? Ha- again, and you can start breaking that apart and that's a whole other issue instead of fallacies. But my point being that there's a fallacy around that confirmation where it's like, well, if it's being confirmed, then it's just the same without understanding that. No, was it confirmed? So is this a pharmaceutical company running the study themselves and then confirming their own data? You're right. That could be bias. You may want to steer clear of that. Was it an independent review? Was it an academic institution that's completely separate, that's not financially tied to that pharmaceutical company confirming their findings or finding, and then did another academic institution do it on top of that, and then another, and then another, and then another, and then another. And the, and, and the reality is, yeah, the more that that's happening, and especially the more entities that are getting involved and they're coming to the same conclusion, Right. The more reliable it is, obviously. And that is data that you can you can trust even more so. Mm-hmm. But people don't understand that that's a big part of what's happening or going back to our point to even ask that question. Right. Right. They're just assuming it's all the same, you know, three people at Harvard running mm-hmm. all of this. Right. It's like, no, that, that's, not, that's not how this works. And who is confirming this? And we found with the vaccines that what's happening is that different entities have slightly different findings on certain things and certain aspects of effectiveness and all that. But. And this is where, again, it gets complicated in how you differentiate what to trust. 
the bare bones of what they're finding is consistent, right? This study says, you know, this, and again, I'm making these numbers up, but it's literally been like this, you know, uh, this vaccine is, you know, they're saying it's 94% effective. This completely separate institution over here doing the research in their own way, using some different methods, doing their own, found out that it's 96% effective. And then this one over here, they found out it's 91% effective. And then this one over here, you know, and it's like, okay, so I can't tell you whether it's 91% or 96%. And it probably varies on a number of factors. But it tells me that it sounds pretty effective overall. If these different, you know, they don't have to match up perfectly. No, right? Like, and as a fallacy that they that they do, or and even if they do, and this is where again, it's it's a bias based on the information you want, right? Like, it's not about the actual because even if they did, that would become uh, evidence, so to speak. For that yeah. bias, right? It's like, oh, well, of course they're all coming to the same number. Or yeah, if they differentiate, then it's like, oh, we'll see, they were wrong. But they're not even consistent on their number. It doesn't, it, it doesn't disprove a body of research if there is something that does not go along with it, right? If I have 10 mm-hmm. studies validating a thing and one study that's not, generally within the scientific community, it's very rare that we're having a huge breakthrough. Right. That one yes. study that's not, it's rare that like, oh my God, this is, we found the new whatever. Can it happen? Totally. So there will probably be additional studies to follow up on that one. But in general, we're looking for more and more and more consensus. Mm. Uh, That one study that did not line up with the other 10 still exists out there. So if I'm doing my own quote unquote research and I find that one that says, oh, see, that's not the case. And I, I hold on to that as my like golden ticket because I support that view. This makes me think of the completely inaccurate link between childhood vaccines and autism. Yeah, that's a classic one. Right. It's a slightly different situation in that the researcher just ethically... Oh, his study was totally flawed. It was was pulled from the the journal. Yeah. Yeah. It was awful. Yes. Um, But the fact that that existed is continuing to ripple into, no, I'm not going to get my child vaccinated because they could get autism. Yep, that's right. Again... Complete crap. I don't say that to be disrespectful. It just <laughs> is not true. Yes. Right? Within science, it's very rare to say that this thing is proven. Right? Yeah. Like, no, our evidence is supporting this thing. That research has been proven to be false. That yes. Not, that one is not real. Yes. Um, but if I just heard, oh, oh, no, because it is scary, right? Like, oh, no, I could give my child a vaccine that can make them, like, change or sick or ill. I don't want that for my kid, whether it's autism, anything else. I can understand holding on to that. But there's been additional information, especially if we continue with the autism research. Like, my God, how many years ago was that? Like 30? Yes. Which, not to mention, there's a lot of um, stigma and and issues in terms of, like, things that that perpetuates against autism. Right. was a whole other issue. Like, autism is this big bad, oh, no, don't do that. and that's a whole other issue that comes from that. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think you're absolutely right. And then it's interesting because like, I think, so again, kind of addressing this, whether with our clients, family members, you know, somebody who, so again, kind of going back to these policies that people fall into or these, um, um, you know, biases towards one's own, um, mm-hmm. how should I put it? Um, you know, towards basically what one wants to see, right? Well, what we're expecting or, you know, that, that self-confirmation bias. I'm trying to find a word. That actually is a research term that's actually a legitimate yes. bias. That is, you know, there's research behind that. Um, but that self-confirmation bias that drives our political views and drives our political identities and, you know, social media dynamics and all of that. You know, if somebody 
who is experiencing that with with this more so would point to, you know, so what you just said about the about autism and, you know, the issues around that one study and then how it was, you know, retracted and all of that. Um you know, there would be this reaction of, oh, well, of course it was retracted because it was getting at, at something true. And the medical community and the government can't, can't, I'm serious. Like this is like, if this family member that I'm referring to was sitting here, this is where he would go. He'd get on this train and just be gone. And so then my, so then and again, I'm sharing this just if it's helpful to people, my reaction to that, unfortunately, I didn't say it to this person. Um, I don't think, maybe I did. I don't know. Um, but bring it back and go, okay, well then who's to say that's true? Right. Right. So it goes so, back to trust. Exactly. So like who's telling you that that is what happened there? Because you're saying, well, it must be that this was pulled. And you're saying that because that's how you think the world works. OK, what's your evidence for that? Where, where was the special interest that silenced this researcher, you know, from, you know, exposing these vaccines for what they are like? Like, show me like in, in, in serious, like show me like. The evidence for that then, mm-hmm. right? No, it's, it's so like either way, however you want to spin this. And at least with, you know, what you just said, Emma, if you look at the actual information, there is a lot of evidence that that study was flawed. And you can look at that. The study itself demonstrates it. If you look it up and find it and you look at how it was critiqued, it's like, oh yeah, like that is what they did wrong. Like it's very evident. Um, to try to prove that this was a conspiracy to silence somebody around vaccines causing autism or anything else I don't know where the evidence is for that. And, you know, so again, and it it goes back to that scientific method of like, are we looking for the evidence? Are we looking for the data? Um, Yeah. Because again, that slippery slope of like who to trust. No, I can say that right back at you then. Then I can say that I don't, I don't trust what you're saying. I don't know. You know, it just doesn't, it doesn't hold up. Mm -hmm. It's, it's important to assess our sources. If I, and again, kind of going Mm -hmm. back to what you said about documentaries. Sure. There's plenty of, I'm sure great documentaries on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I personally have not watched them because I'm not a documentary person. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. So like, I'm, this is not me speaking from personal experience. I have not like checked sources of the range of documentaries on Netflix. From what I hear, there are some very sound documentaries out there in general. Mm-hmm. And in general, you can pretty easily find their sources. Mm-hmm. And so yes. I'm all for it. If we consume yes. information in different ways, because I will be the first to tell you that reading a good old study, like, that shit's pretty boring. Unless mm. it's something that you're passionate about. You, <laughs> I I still skip the results section with all the numbers because I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. put it into the words for me, please. Yeah, yes. That's fine. If you don't want to read all of the things and you do enjoy, I, I know I've kind of been taking jabs at like the YouTube videos out there. But maybe there is somebody you find on YouTube and they're giving, they're convincingly expressing a whole bunch of information. Mm-hmm. For them to be reliable, they need to have their sources. If their sources are just like, well, in general, or this is my anecdotal evidence from what I've observed, that is, again, not to say that all anecdotal evidence is crap. Mm. But it now loses its scientific validity. Yeah, yes. So if yes. I can't say, here's my source, apply it like a textbook. Yes. If we think back to all of our nice overpriced textbooks from college um, or textbooks from high school, any experience we have with a textbook, flip to a random page and read a thing that they say. And in parentheses, there will be a last name in a year. Yeah. That's yes. In their source. That's essentially yes. legitimizing. Hey, I'm saying this thing and here's where I've gotten it from. And just to jump back to when you cited the CDC before, that's a great example, right? Yes. Government as a whole 
lots of corruption. We see examples of that every day. You look at the CDC information about COVID-19, they have a whole laundry list of that. Names, articles, years, one after another that are totally separate from them that they're pulling from. And that's just what they display, you know, or usually, you know, they'll display like the top like couple that they're referring to. They don't like give that list. every. But like if you dig far far enough, you can see where that's coming from. And I I appreciate you sharing that. That seems so basic to me, but you're right. Again, someone who doesn't have experience with that wouldn't know that necessarily, but that is exactly how you look for that, right? Like, is there, are they studying a study? And thankfully there's a format to that, um, that, you know, yeah, that we can quickly say, okay, yep, there's that. And there's that. Okay. I know that they're studying a study. I can go and look up that study if I want, or I can choose to trust it. Right. And you're right. No one has time to read all the research in the world. So there are times that we decide to trust times that we decide to look further, but if you're going to question it, And especially if you're going to go to the extent, and unfortunately this family member does this, where you're trying to convince other people that the vaccine is bad, which as much as I love this person, I think is incredibly irresponsible to do. Um, If you're going to go that far and you're going to harm people potentially with this, at least look at the research. Then, yeah, you need to read. Because if you're looking at that and you're seeing these citations and you're seeing that it's backed by research and you're choosing to disagree with it and then to not even look at where they're getting the information from, then now you're just now you're just going off pure emotion and mm-hmm. you're you're sharing information that is biased towards you. It feels really good in the moment. It feels very righteous, but it's not. Yeah, I, I appreciate you sharing that, Emma, because that's that is a really good thing to look for. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. And it's because even what you're describing, this family member is then going out of their way to share that, like, no, the vaccines are bad. Right. It's interesting because that's the flip side of what we're doing, right? We're going out of our way to show that the vaccine is good. Right. And, right. And there is that righteousness in it because we're like, but we're right. Like, <laughs> you know. So I can imagine for that family member, they're, they're like, no, I, I know the information. I figured it out. Uh-huh. Whatever conspiracy, conspiracy yes. I've identified. Yes. I know it. So I can be simultaneously kind of like pissed off almost. Mm. But also compassionate because I can relate. Yes. To no way. Yes. You know? Just to go off of that, because you're, yeah, you're, you're bringing up a whole other piece of this that. So I think, you know, part of the problem, and I speak to people who, um, who probably are on the side of vaccines are good, right? Pro vaccine. Um, those of us who, well, let me back up a little bit, a couple of things. I think this intertwines with other things we talked about. Somebody who is in a community that is directly impacted. Mm-hmm. and is impacted more so than maybe you or myself by the actions of someone who is unvaccinated, do I, should I expect them to have the patience to not just educate, but also to um, engage in a non-shame-based approach on this issue? No, I actually think that that's very self-righteous of me to expect mm-hmm. somebody who, and I'm talking about whether it's somebody who maybe works directly in healthcare, whether it's in a community that is disproportionately affected, right? So yeah. whether somebody who is either in a lower socioeconomic class or someone of color or women or, you know, mm-hmm. that any any group that is going to be more so impacted by this. Um, speaking as a white cis male, I do think it's on me to be strategic and mindful and to figure out on my end, how do I go about this with the people in my life in a way that's going to be effective at communicating to them and at, you know, so I do think it's on me to, and I can only speak for me, I do think it's on me to be non-shame based when I approach this with people as frustrated as I get by it. And what you just said, Emma, really speaks to that because I think, unfortunately, there is a lot of like, 
and from people who in my demographic who are very pompous about it, right? Well, it's like, you know, how do you not know by now? And, you know, and, and, you know, you're killing people by granted, there are real consequences to not getting the vaccine and it is harmful on a collective scale, whether people want to admit that or not. And the family member I'm thinking of would get very upset at, the, at that notion. Um, mm-hmm. But instead of coming at it like, well, you're doing this, if that family member truly internalized and knew the impacts, right? If they truly like, they would probably get vaccinated, right? And as part of the frustration here is that they're not allowing themselves or they're not giving themselves even the space to learn, right? To be open to it, um, to understand the scientific method, all of that. So they don't think they're doing anything wrong. And they think that when the governor of New York, who I think, by the way, I think she's been handling this very bravely. And I think she's getting a lot of slack and she knew she was gonna get a lot of slack. And I think she's making some good decisions, my own personal opinion. But when someone like her comes out and says that, or when Biden comes out and is very like, you know, well, waiting on you, you know, or, you know, however he put it. Um, again, I also agree with him, but is that effective at getting people to get in and get vaccinated that are in this group? Imagine we have them in a family session. Right. Oh, that's right. a great, yes, great. Yes. 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 We are sitting our, our folks down and we're having a nice old family session or couple session. <laughs> I, I can't speak for everyone, but number one, th- oh, hey, nice to meet you. Let's all get in here. Great. Cool. Next thing I'm doing is we're now going to establish our fair fighting rules. Yes. We do all kinds yes. of boundary setting, which is essentially effective communication skills yes. to discuss how that shame-based UUU approach is not effective. Now we have a cute little moment of self-disclosure around like, you know, I think of me. If somebody comes at me and says, you blah, 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 I'm defensive and I'm no longer here. Can you guys relate with that? Yeah. Okay, cool. We all know what it's like to get pissed off when somebody comes at us. Yes. Let's try to not do that. Pretend we're approaching, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of emotion around vaccines, right? Like when I'm in my bubble and it's my husband and I talking about the others Mm -hmm. in general, you know, like if we're talking about like nationwide rates or certain states or anything like that. Yeah, we totally are being shame-based in it. I will not pretend like we sit around righteously and so beautiful about it. No, we'll say our actual feelings because like we want to be able to go and hug our family members without worrying that like, yes. when I ran to the deli earlier this week, did I pick this up and it's not, I'm I'm asymptomatic or I I, like, am I about Mm -hmm. to get the people I love sick? Am I gonna potentially get them sick to the point that they could die? We don't want that anymore. Right. We want to be able to travel freely and not have to think, okay, how many masks would I need to pack for this weekend trip? Yes. Like, we want that. Yes. So there's a lot of emotion there because I still am angry that I didn't get to go to London. Mm. My my normal disclaimer that no, me going on my trip to London with two of my closest friends is Mm. not the most important thing in the world. Yeah. It was a loss of mine and I'm still sad about it. And it's still important. Yes. yes, it was still yes. something important and it's still something that like realistically likely won't happen now because mm-hmm. this has been so long and yeah. because of the stage of life I'm in where, you know, friends are getting married, kids are being born, all that kind of stuff, finances change. So it may not happen in the way that we had originally intended. Um, so there is that loss there and that anger can seep out when I'm having a secure conversation with my husband. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to have a conversation with a client about how they want to navigate their parents or their loved ones staunch refusal to get the vaccine. A, there's a recognition of how little control we have. Mm, Yeah. Right. I can be so mad and say, no, my God, you really need to do it. Please, please, please. And hopefully I can have an influence. If I'm Mm. not going to be hurt, I'm not going to be hurt. And maybe that leads to additional boundaries. I think, you know, when I had my family member who 
you know, ultimately they did get their vaccine, but that's because they had a trusted doctor and they did go to the doctor mm. after, you know, a little month, a bit longer than I would have liked, but whatever, um, did finally go to their doctor and their doctor who they trust could have that very firm, like, yes, no, you need the vaccine. Yes. I can't force you to, but I would really like it if you would get the vaccine. Yeah. And you know, for him, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. No. She said, I got to I'm, I'm going to do it because I trust her. Mm. Um, but prior to that, my boundary was essentially like, okay, I want to see my family, but I also don't want to live with, and I want to be cautious. This isn't how it is. If I'm, if I go to see somebody and they get sick with COVID, we can't clearly outline, yep, it must have been me. Right. No, it sure. have been when they went to the deli. So, mm-hmm. you know, that is a thing. But I do know myself. Mm-hmm. I do know myself. And if I were to go visit family and then, you know, heaven forbid, they got ill with COVID, regardless of whether or not they survived, I would hold that guilt. Mm, yeah. And I just kind of know that about myself, which is part of why I'm abundantly cautious. Mm. I feel a little bit more comfortable knowing that everyone I'm around is vaccinated because I like to like I like that security of oh my chance of giving it to them is much less and if they did get it it's much more likely that the family that I love is going to survive it yeah Uh, yes so you know having boundaries with the folks that maybe are just not going to get the vaccine because it is out of our control we Mm. can only control what we choose to do with it yeah but even there I, I remember being really cautious because I did not want to present it as punishment. Like, oh, yes. you're not getting the vaccine? Well, then I'm not going to come see you. Yes. That's yes. not why I wasn't going to see them. Yes. It was because I wanted them to live. Yes. And because, right, and you don't, and granted, I think you're right in this I've talked to clients about this too. And I think there's a lot of resentment. Personally, I can relate to it a little bit. There's resentment that comes up. It's like, <laughs> so now I have to choose, right? I have to say, okay, either I'm going to still see you and run that risk of you getting it. And, um, right. And then maybe I don't ever know for sure, but I get to live with that uncertainty, right? I get to wonder, you know, was it me who right. gave it, who, you know, who gave it to you? Um, mm-hmm. and, or right. I can say, Hey, for our safety, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to abstain until, you know, you're going to reconsider this and then, right. But then it's a punishment, right. Then it's like, mm-hmm. and, you know, going back to what you said about the family session mm-hmm. and anal- I mean, that's such a great analogy. And I think it's exactly right. Like yeah. we would not recommend people within a family system shame the, you know, and people do that. They come in and say, yep, it's all my husband's fault. You know, that <laughs> the reason why this isn't working or we, we get it with parents and kids all the time, right. The oh, parents come in and yeah, can you, can you fix Jimmy? You know, and you get, you yeah. meet with Jimmy and you're like, Jimmy's fine. Parents are, I mean, you're cool. We got to go talk to mom. Though. We got to talk to your parents. And, you know, I have, we, I mean, we have providers in our group that won't work with a child unless the parents also engage in therapy. They won't do it. Like, it's a hard line for them for that reason. So yeah. why would we approach the vaccine in that way? Why would we shame people? And again, I'm not talking about a community that's being actively, like, harmed and murdered by this dynamic. And mm-hmm. they're saying, please stop. Um, I'm talking about, you know, like, right, like you and I or, you yeah. know, like, like, you know, can we be a little bit more tactful and how we're navigating this if it's going to be more effective? And just to add to what you're saying, I think one thing I have found really effective, I had hoped this would be effective with my family member. Unfortunately, it hasn't been so far, but it has been with other people I've talked to. So that's that's been good. It's coming at it from a very genuine, very real place of concern. And yes. mm-hmm. and and one thing, you know, I said to this family member, I said, you know, I, I see these people who are very anti-vax or whatever, for whatever their reasons, they get this and then, you know, they're on the verge of being on a ventilator and they're, you know, giving their YouTube or their radio episode or whatever. And they're saying, oh, my God, what did I do? 
you know, and, and like, and it's like, even as frustrating as these people have been, you would never wish this upon them, right? right? It's like, this is horrible that they're in this position, even though they could have maybe avoided it, but we don't know. But like, mm-hmm. y- you would never wish this. This is horrible. This person is still having to, and, and was a victim of misinformation and a victim of these dynamics, essentially, right? Like, that's horrible. And I'm seeing them and I'm telling this family member, I'm like, I, I see you. Like, I know that if you were in that position, you would change your mind in a heartbeat, but it'd be too late. And I imagine it, I think about it yeah. almost on a daily basis. And mm-hmm. and I, I'm like trying to convey this. And I think it was helpful, I think. I don't know. Well, I guess it wasn't because nothing's changed. But my oh, hope... It's changed yet. We'll see. We'll see. But I, I, I think my hope was that that would be at least effective to some degree. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, listen, like, let's put the politics around the society. Let's put the biases. Let's put, you know, and yes, I'm not a medical professional, but I have had it. Mm-hmm. I have done my research. You, you claim to trust me. Although we have these conversations, it doesn't quite feel like it. But you claim to trust me as this person in relation to you. I'm telling you, you, sh- you need to get this. Or at the very least, you need to consult with your doctor. And if your doctor says you need to get it, you need to get it. Mm-hmm. And everything else aside. And I think if there is a shot at getting through to somebody who's struggling with this, if they're not going to look at come at it from a research-based place, I think compassion and care is the other avenue here yeah right it's saying yeah. like you know listen like it breaks my heart that you're not you know that this this could really harm you or kill you and mm-hmm. and and we could have avoided it like mm-hmm. you know yeah so like i it's think a scary thought it because is. it is yeah and again it goes back to this the genuineness that is really important there mm-hmm. just like you know not presenting that lack of contact as punishment. It's really important to be clear in what does this mean to us, right? Like, I'm not trying to emotionally manipulate somebody into doing the thing that I want. What I'm trying to do is express my reactions, even if that's uncomfortable for them, right? Like, there's, there's such a difference there. Yeah. Even if it feels bad and it feels like, oh, well, now, you know, my daughter is trying to manipulate me into doing this thing. And maybe for them, that's what it feels like. Yeah. That this is hypothetical. I, I haven't gotten this feedback, but yep. maybe that is what it feels like. But really it's coming from such a place of care and such a place of, it almost sounds like fear. Right. Because I'm just like, if this is my family member, somebody that I presumably love. And I imagine if it's somebody that I don't love, I'm probably not spending all of my emotional energy trying to convince them to, to get a vaccine. Um, but this is somebody I care about. I don't like the idea of life without them, right? Like, yeah. I don't want to lose them, period. But I know I don't want to lose them to COVID, especially. Yeah. Yes. There's double losses there. Yes. Right. Like, I don't even get my closure. Not to say we can always have closure with a loss, but like, they, in general, we know they're going to have a pretty slow decline in the sense of like, not like a car accident where I get hit and I'm dead. Yep. Um, it's a, a longer process that I can't even be with them during. Yeah. Yes. Right? Like yes. I, I was really impacted by the thought of like, I'm going to zoom call my family member goodbye and just yes. sit there watching them pass away. Yes. Like, that in itself is just such a horrifying concept. Like, and, and being able to, this isn't, as I'm saying this all, I just also want to acknowledge this isn't an attempt at like that fear mongering of going right to the extreme. Mm. Uh, but it is a legitimate COVID does have the risk of death. Yes. This is not just a little like, 
oh, you know, every once in a while people die. No, it's it's, it's frequent enough that it's a legitimate concern. Like, yeah, absolutely. It is a real possibility. Well, and I think it, and it, and it comes off as fear-mongering, I think, in part for people who are so far removed from it. Right. So again, if you're not watching the news, if you're not, and again, I'm not just talking about blindly watching cable news, there's a difference, but you know, you're not taking in any information. You've told, you shut out all that information, like, you know, equated to, you know, there's an asteroid hurling towards earth. You have two days left. You might want to figure out what you want to do with those two days, but Am no. going to go to work each day. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Right. But you, you don't, <laughs> but you don't make an informed decision because everyone who's telling you, you're going, no, I'm not going to watch the news. I don't believe. No, it, it's, it's not natural to react to that. No. No, you know, like whatever, like whatever the, the you know, rationale is. Um, and I think, unfortunately, when you're in that place with it, it, is, it does sound like fear mongering. It's like, oh, well, of course you're jumping to the. It's like, you know, I mean, going back to research for a moment. Right. There's research that shows that fear mongering doesn't work. Right? right. The billboards that New York State puts up about, you know, drunk driving and car accidents. My viewpoint, just based off the research, that's not going to save anybody because people look at that and they don't relate to it. They go, oh, that's not going to happen to me. Even if they do have a drinking problem or even if whatever, they, they don't relate to that. You know, it's the worst case. With COVID, I think the further removed you are from it, and I think the people that we're talking about, again, there's a layer of privilege as there are layers of, of removal of that. Um, actually, this family member, speaking of that, actually, he said that to me point blank. He goes, I don't know anybody who's died of COVID. How does it impact me? Yeah. You know? Um, same rationale. He gave me the same rationale as a kid for voting Republican. You know, well, if my you know taxes go lower, then what's the problem? You know, but it's just like you know, it's that mindset of like you know, if it doesn't impact me directly, then it it's not real or it doesn't matter. And it's mm-hmm. that's a very dangerous way to navigate the world. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're you're looking at a very limited subset of often biased data um, right. when you're doing that, but. But yeah, so I think that is, so just to add to your point, Emma, I don't think it is fear-mongering. I think you're speaking to things that are happening all over the place right now. But if you're not willing to be open to that and to see what's happening, um, again, you know, not to quote some of these people, but if you don't open your eyes, you know, but if we don't like look at the stuff, you know, unfortunately, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like, you know, I, I was telling this person too, I, to add to that, I was like, you know, trying to explain the issues that hospital systems are having. I'm like, okay, at the very least, even if you think you're safe, think about spreading it. Thinking about, you know, healthcare workers who would have to take care of you and the resources you're going to take up, right? Like, let's get to the capitalist mindset for a minute. Let's get into that Republican brain, right? Like, you're going to use up resources that you don't need to use up. Like, don't we want to save that? Don't we want to like, don't you want to be independent of that? Don't you want to, you know, and I'm, I'm explaining that ICUs are overflowing, that people can't get into hospitals right now. And, and that, that now impacts outside of COVID. Yes. Right? That's not like, right. Oh, as long as I avoid having COVID, this won't impact me. Yes. What if you fall down the stairs? Yes. Right. And like, you need to go get an x-ray for your back. Yes. To make yes. sure you're not paralyzed or something. Yes. What if you get in a car accident? Yes. Or, and again, that's where it gets a little bit more into that fear-mongering territory, perhaps, because now yes. I'm just throwing around potential what-ifs. But no one, none of us are planning for some crazy emergency. Right. Anyone who's been in a car accident has probably not been like, you know, today's the day, huh? I think this is the most convenient day for me. <laughs> no, of course yeah. not. Yes. When terrible things happen, they happen on their own schedule. Yes. And if I need the hospital during a pandemic and during a very horrible time within our country yes as far as control of said pandemic and my horrible thing happens to happen in this time and i can't get a bed what does that mean for me yeah yes yes yep absolutely 
Absolutely. Well, and I think that's exactly. So if you want to come at it from a very self-centered standpoint, you want to come at it mm-hmm. from capital, any way you look at it. But again, this person's reaction, and again, I'm using this person over and over again, but I think it's so representative, unfortunately, of why people are struggling with this. He looked at me like I had two heads when I was sharing this with him. Like he gave me this look, like he didn't believe me. And I'm like, A, do you think I'm making this up? And B, do you think I'm just like, again, like the, the news is just like, making me live in fear or ever like what do you think is happening here like mm-hmm. i'm telling you this is happening there it's happening in front of our eyes doesn't believe it statement of facts without trying to scare you into it exactly right? Right. It's essentially right. here is the information to make an informed decision right if we refuse to take in the actual legitimate information we aren't making an informed decision yes that's right like and that's i know right. that's like duh emma obviously but for all of that intellect we're hiding behind and like, oh, well, I know better. Yep. You're not taking in information. One point I made to this person, too, um, and there's so many examples that come out of this, but like one, <laughs> but like going off your point there, one example um, or one thing that came up a couple of times in our conversations about it, you know, because they're very much, you know, when New York State's not going to tell me to vaccinate me and my my child, you know, they'll get very, you know, up in that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but you realize that by not getting vaccinated in part because you don't want the state to tell you what to do is allowing the state to dictate what you're doing. And and they just wouldn't go with that. They were just like, well, no. And, and, and I'm like, yeah, because politics has come up about five times in the last 20 minutes. And I didn't bring it up once. You brought it up at least like five or six times. I counted. I, I did my I did my research. I counted. Right. You brought it up like five or six times. And so if we, if politics is not a part of it, why are we still talking about you know, mm-hmm. Como, who's not even in office anymore. But why are we still talking about New York State or the federal government? Like, OK, take that out of it. If you're truly, like you said, Emma, if you're t- truly take, making an informed decision, why are you looking at the data around it? Why are you letting Kathy Hochul decide for you, right, right. what you're going to do with, with your vaccine? Like, you know, yeah, so that's a really great point you just made because I think that's another fallacy that people fall into. It's like, well, if I don't do it, then I'm, mm-hmm. I'm you know, bucking the system. I'm not, I'm not falling. I'm not, I'm not a sheep. No, you're just you're just choosing to be a sheep in a certain way. Like you're just, you know, mm-hmm. you're you're, you know, YouTube or Netflix sheep, but you're not, you know, whatever. Like it's just, yeah, it's it's really it's frustrating. It's really, it really is frustrating. Because there's that piece of <sighs> and this is a personal opinion. I'm not saying that this is the case for others. Not based on research. Feel, it's not based on research, but my anecdotal evidence suggests it's very challenging because if I'm trying to apply logic, rational thinking, there's that piece of like irrationality and like a lack of like this level of paranoia almost where it's like, okay, but I, Mm. we're not even in the same realm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like if I'm just so committed to not hearing you, yes, it doesn't matter how rational, yes, how many I statements you use how limited your shame-based approaches are. Yeah. Like if I'm unwilling, Mm. I can't be reached. Yep. Right. Like if we just come back to some of the most basic concepts of like being a human, I'm not willing, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, And that I think can be so challenging to accept. I mean, because I'm looking at my perspective when it was my family member, it was really hard for me to, to accept it. And honestly, it became one of those things where it's like, okay, we're just not going to talk about it yeah. because yes. I can't anymore. Yes. Um, and I was pleasantly, of course, but like legitimately surprised, almost shocked that like, wait, what? Mm. Like they're getting it? 
Yeah. Yes. Like, what? Yes. And there was that that almost reaction of like, I, I'll get a I'll get an appointment now. I, I'll get them in like yesterday. I don't care. I will uh, anything. Let's make it happen. <laughs> right. so I'll drive you. You know whatever you need. Yeah, yeah. Like what do you need? <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. so it's, um, it was shocking to me. But it was also such a sad time leading up to that because it was that kind of like, I can't control this and I wish I can. Mm. And granted, I I am a self-identified control freak. Like I have some of those <laughs> things. Like, uh, 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 I get it. We probably, I think we share those, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So there was definite, like, Emma as a therapist versus Emma as this family member. Mm. You know, did I... Did I even approach it in the way I would encourage my clients to all the time? No, I probably pushed a little bit longer. If I was asking, I, I learned this from you, but my big three questions, am I in the place? Is the person in, in the place? And is this mm. the appropriate time and space? And like being able to ask I said myself, that? Yeah. Okay. I've, way back in the day. Nice. You had a moment. You posted it everywhere at the place we worked. Like, it's such a great tool. I apply. I've only had a lot of moments at that place. <laughs> <laughs> there were many moments where it was applied. Hopefully oh my lord! Yeah. <laughs> applied it all the time. <laughs> right, right. But I love it, and I will apply it with my clients all the time. I will totally own that. As I was navigating this with my family member, there were probably some instances where no, I wasn't quite in the place where mm. I should have. Like I was maybe learning because I can think to. You know, I was very fortunate thus far in COVID. Not all of my clients were. You know, yeah. like there were definitely some mm. sessions I walked away from, and like it was painful. You yeah. know, like there, my clients had really horrible experiences in COVID. Yeah. Uh, and, and this isn't to downplay, but like outside of loss of jobs and things like that, just you know, like personal losses and fear and all of these horrible things that have gone with COVID. Yeah. And there were absolutely some times where, you know, I would walk out of some of those sessions or walk away from one of those weeks and then go have one of those conversations with my family member where mm-hmm. really I wasn't in the space because I was a bit more emotional because I was just hearing about all of those losses or all of that fear or, you know, a client navigating the fear around their family member. And I'm like, well, what if that was mine? Yeah. And I'm over, like, I'm over relating in that moment. So mm. Emma, as the family member did not always apply all of the things that Emma as a therapist mm. would recommend. So I will totally normalize that as well, right? Like we tell our clients all the time, progress not perfection or it takes practice and you can do it all quote unquote right and it doesn't land sometimes. And all of that is true. But we need that reminder, A, for ourselves, but like for, just mm. for people, we all need to apply that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's out of our control. Yep. Absolutely. And I think it ties well back to your point earlier about boundaries, right? Because then it mm-hmm. comes, it falls back to, all right, I have to accept that it's out of my control. I have to let mm-hmm. it go to that yeah. extent, right? Um, and then ultimately, yeah, what do I do with that? You know, and I don't think there's a right or wrong to that. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. yeah, I just, I think it, it just varies on just various contextual factors and, and where the person's at, but are there boundaries that need to be set? And if so, what are those, mm-hmm. you know, but I think you're right. And I, and I know, you know, I mean, for me personally, with this person that I keep referring to, that's essentially where I think we've reached, right? right? Like I'm nothing else for me to give in this. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, tried my best to, I think, convey what I need to, and we'll see what happens. Like you said, it could unexpectedly change course in the future. It may never will. Right. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, hopefully they'll be okay. I, 
you know, we won't know the impacts for other people <laughs> in that time, yeah. unfortunately. But, um, but yeah, I think it comes to that point of like, okay, then do I need to set boundaries here? And then what do those look like? Um, mm-hmm. Just as we talk about in relationships and you know, in terms of relationship counseling or family systems, I think, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I guess the main takeaway here is it ain't easy. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. And people listening, you know, I one thing I'd hope that they would take away from this is that people are not alone and mm-hmm. it is a struggle. It's hard because it is a personal health decision. At the end of the day, it is. Um, and we want to be respectful of that, but also um, advocate and be mindful of larger impacts that this may or may not have. And balancing all of that, it is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know we're, we're getting at time. Um, any Additional thoughts or things you want to add? Um, I have a couple quick little notes that are unrelated to our topic. So do you have any thoughts on our topic to wrap up? No. I I mean, I think we could probably keep going and going. I think think we're good. (laughs) I think that was a good way to wrap it up. Yeah, Yeah, I think that was perfect. Um, We do have just a couple quick notes following up on our last episode. Um, We have not yet received permission from any Black-owned businesses. So for this episode, we're not going to highlight anybody. Um, as we said previously, we're waiting for permission. So hopefully for the next one, but we shall see. We'll just keep, uh, yeah, moving forward. And when we do, we do. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, and then just our next announcement is, this makes it sound so like, official and important, but just an FYI, uh, Tim and I both have some conflicts coming up in the coming weeks. I oh, am. Yes going to do a little bit of traveling and you're going to do equally exciting DMV stuff. Yes. Um, <laughs> trying to vote in Texas, which is a very, very important, important thing to do. Yes. Yes. That is quite important. So it yes. actually is just as exciting. Yes. Um, well, I don't know. The line is not exciting, but it's important. Um, so we are going to have a little bit of a break within mm-hmm. the episodes because I think they're pretty much coming out every couple of weeks, mm-hmm. give or take. Yeah. Um, it's rough. Rough, but yeah. yeah. Yep. So realistically, maybe nobody would even notice that there was an actual break. But as an FYI, it's I think probably going to be about a month before we get back together to okay. uh, virtually together to start recording. That works. Yeah. That works. Yeah, that sounds good. So we'll we'll reconvene them in about four weeks. Yeah. Four weeks. Awesome. This will be the longest I haven't talked to you. That's going to be so weird. <laughs> we'll talk about work-related <laughs> stuff in the meantime. All right, I'm talking to you this Friday. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for the podcast, you're right. Yeah. 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 We'll do weird, but very important. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds good. Well, we'll follow up then. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Emma. We'll talk soon. Bye.